Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your favorite rom-com? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. We're asking you what your favorite rom-com is. 651-641-1071. And if you want to throw in a little why, that would be great, too. What's your favorite rom-com? Why are we asking? Thank you for asking. Um... Because apparently you can get paid a thousand dollars to sit on your couch and watch ten classic nineties rom coms. Oh, are we still doing this? I feel like this is uh I mean it's surprising to me. Is this a streaming service or who's doing this? No, actually this is um being advertised by Shane Jewelry Company. Um they are looking, and I don't quite like. Listen, there. This is obviously for something, but I'm not sure exactly what. I don't know if this is a promotion for them or if they're going to use the intel because there's like actual work involved in this. You have to take notes and track specific details in hmm. each of the movies. Okay. Um. They are. Uh, they're adding. They're. Or they've added that they're ideally seeking a quote hopeless romantic they'll be given a worksheet for each film which spans uh, the entire decade of the 90s and you need to fill in that worksheet with all the important gossip from each plot's love story uh this is a job for a person who's got a true obsession with romantic comedies love for all things cinematic um and wow, you'll that's... and you'll have to you'll have a month to watch all 10 films okay and you'll get a thousand bucks i mean and you get a thousand sure why not Right? Okay, so I'll just tell you uh, what the 10 comedies, romantic comedies are that you'll be watching okay. if you get this $1,000 job. By the way, 651-641-1071, what's your favorite romantic comedy? 10 classic romantic comedies include 10 Things I Hate About You, mm-hmm. Never Been Kissed, okay. Clueless, mm-hmm. There's Something About Mary, yeah. Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. You've Got Mail, Pretty Woman, Notting Hill, My Best Friend's Wedding, and Runaway Bride. Oh, okay. So the classics, honestly. I mean, they really are kind of the classic rom-coms from the 90s. And, you know, if you love those movies, like, this could be a really fun job to do, I think. Oh, for sure. Even if you didn't like romantic comedies, who doesn't want $1,000 to watch movies and fill out a worksheet? What is this, like, grammar school? Well, like, I was going to probably watch the movies anyway. Not those specific ones. No, but but why not? I would if you're going to give me a thousand dollars. Okay, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What was your favorite romantic comedy? Who do we have on the line, Holly? We have Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Daniel, what's your favorite rom com? It would be The Wedding Singer. The with, oh, um, Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Uh, they have great chemistry. I That's agree with you. I love that movie so much. And there's a sweet little song that uh, he sings for her when he's on the plane. And it's so stinking cute. Thank you, Daniel. Um, thank you for reminding me how much I love that movie. Also, there's a rapping grandma. I mean, I mean, who doesn't want a rapping grandma? That 
That's like the ninetieth thing 90, ever. Yeah, like right? get it because it's grandma and yeah, she raps exactly. But she's Grandmas good at are it. Cool now, so they don't need to, you know, rap. Um, also, I mean, what unless I, they're rappers, I'm just saying that like now grandma's doing things that are hip is pretty, you know. Well, it's like not hip anymore yeah. to rap. It's not hip to be a hip grandma. It's hip to be square. Also, my other favorite thing about that movie is. Drew Barrymore, her name, the character is Julia, and she's going to marry a guy whose last name is Gulia. This should be Julia. Julia Gulia. <laughs> just never gets old. Uh, who else do we have on the line, Holly? Carrie's here. Hello, Hi, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie, what is your favorite rom com? Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh. You know what? I feel like I saw that once. I don't really remember that. Who is that? Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And um, I can't remember. Oh, Andy McDowell. Oh. Speaking of, yeah. we just talked about her, didn't we? Um, and what do you love about that one? It was the first time I think I'd just seen a, a comedy English film. Oh. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. It's just a different style of comedy. Yeah. And I guess I'd, I hadn't seen anything like it. And I I watch it like every time it's on. I, it's one of those for you. Yeah, thank you, Yeah, it's Carrie. just another great classic 90s rom-com. Right. And of course, you know, you have the benefit of Hugh Grant Andy McDowell's yeah. there. Uh, who else do we have on the line, Holly? Debbie's here. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Deb. Debbie, what's your favorite yeah. rom-com and why? Um, I like The Proposal. Because I like both of those. Uh, I like them both really a lot. Who's in that one? Who's in The Proposal? That is... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh the, yep. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, it's Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds and, and Sandy Bullock. Bullock. Yes. Yeah, Sandra Bullock, yeah. Thank you. And then, of course, you got Betty White, who plays Grandma. I I forgot about that. I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie. It's hilarious. I mean, it's just, you know, it like, I don't know. I'm not a huge romantic comedy person, but if there's going to be some comedy in it, then I'm here for that. I, you know, the romance part of it's usually just like a side story. It better be heavy on the comedy. Yeah. Right. And that one has a lot of great. I mean, Sandra Bullock is an amazing actress. Oh, my gosh. Comedic timing. You can't go wrong with her. Uh, who else do we have on the line, House? Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. What's your favorite romantic comedy and why? Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you guys? Great. How are you? I'm good. Good. So What's I, your favorite? I am a Matthew McConaughey romantic comedy lover. So, like, Wedding Planner and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yes, so like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is such a right? great one. So, like, pre-serious Matthew McConaughey roles. Yeah, back when he was just, like, living L-I-V-I-N. Right, right. <laughs> he is just, oh, hello. So, yes, anything with him. Thank you for your call, Carrie. Mm. Back before he turned, like, serious and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, like, I feel like the 90s were such a sweet spot for rom-coms, and maybe the early oh, 2000s, sure. in a way that, like, they're not churning out the great rom-coms like they were back then. It was like, all you needed was a good rom-com to have a career. Well, and there's and really not an audience for rom-coms in the, in the theatrical sense in the way there used to be, because movie, movie I feel like... Um, Studios are not going to spend the amount of money and time on a romantic comedy to get people into theater seats. They're probably spending that money on, you know, like I think TV is probably sucking up the romantic comedy genre yeah. in a way that movies probably aren't as interested in. Right. Right. True. Holly, do we have one more caller? Yeah. Gretchen gets the last Perfect. word. Perfect. Gretchen, this is it. 
What is the best romantic comedy? Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Hi. Hi. I'm new in town with Renee Zellweger and Harry Kotick Jr. Oh, I don't know that one. I don't when, either. When did that come out? Uh, oh, God, 2000, ago, or maybe was, 2009. Thank you. <laughs> and it's supposed to take place in, I think, New Ulm, Minnesota. Oh. So some of it here, and I think some of it up in Canada, because I heard we didn't have enough snow when the movie came out. So. Yes. Sounds about right. Thank you for your call, Gretchen. A high-powered consultant in love with her upscale Miami, Florida lifestyle is sent to New Ulm, Minnesota <laughs> to oversee the restructuring of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. But, of course, hilarity ensues, because what does a Floridian do when they knows, get to New Ulm? No zip code. So true. Yeah, we don't need these in the movie theaters anymore, because they're all Hallmark original movies. Yeah, it's so true. Exactly. We've got a place to go for them. TV's like, a, you want candy? Go Go watch it on Hallmark. It's true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, a rom-com for the ages, uh, the the real-life love story of George and Amal Clooney. Oh. Mm. Actually, we're going to visit their quarantine lifestyle, because it's quarantine lifestyles of the rich and famous starring George and Amal after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey, I don't know what you guys are up to right now, but head on over to the My Talk 1071 Facebook page. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because it's Halloweener season. It is Halloweener, not actually. It's the opposite when it comes to the Colleen and Bradley. Show we did a very um, lady flower centric um, goop style costume for your liking mm, over uh, sure on the did. Facebook page. So you have to vote by liking the picture. <laughs> so you have to literally click on our picture and then hit the like button so that nobody else gets credit for the fact that you love us most. Right? Do it. Actually, they're all hilarious. So, uh, but ours is funniest. Okay. No, I think we win. Even if you don't vote for us in our hearts, we win. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, we've been doing this a lot actually over the past like year and a half, paying attention to how the celebrities are quarantining. It's quarantine lifestyles of the rich and famous. Sorry. I got into the champagne. kitchens. Perfectly placed props like acoustic guitars and books they'll never ever read. This is Quarantine Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Ah, so George Clooney and his wife, his barrister wife, Amal Clooney. By the way, he's 60 and she's 43. I guess I never thought of them as like having actual chronological ages, Um, but they do. Um, They have whisked away for an Australian getaway. And they must be there for work. I don't know. But well, they better be there for work because Australia is not allowing people in right now. And so. that's the thing. Well, yes, you're right. So that's how they got in is, oh, yeah, it's a movie um, that George Clooney is doing with, uh, I believe, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ticket to Paradise is the name of the romantic comedy starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts. And uh, they're filming that over in Australia. And so in order to get into Australia, you have to quarantine for a period of time, I think it's a two-week quarantine before you can, like, mix around in the world. So, like, they don't do it like you and I would do it. No, nope. We wouldn't be able to do it to begin with. Like, they'd be like, bye. We'd be, like, in, like, the Hojo 
eating donuts. Yeah, exactly. We'd be in a quarantine hotel. Yeah, they're not. They are in a vast estate in the New South Wales South Coast, relaxing and chatting in the sunshine. Um, It is a palatial estate. It's got multiple balconies. Um, They've got the kids there with them. She's apparently working because eagle-eyed viewers saw her clutching a laptop. Oh, yeah. She's very busy businessing. Yeah. Clutching her laptop. Um, the, like I said, the twins are there. but So the, it's interesting because I asked a question when I first saw this. I was like, okay, they're in this mansion. Mm-hmm. They're quarantining. Yeah. Like, that is a mansion that has a staff. That is not like your VRBO where you go and you stay and then you like strip the beds for a reduced cleaning rate and then somebody comes in and cleans up after you. Yeah, no. It's not that kind of situation. So I was wondering like how do they do that then with the staff? Yeah. Right? Wouldn't the staff go back and forth and isn't that technically not a quarantine? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. The home and this is according to uh, MSN News. The home is currently being patrolled by armed guards while multiple chefs, waiters, and housekeepers are currently staying with the Clooney's as members of the family's travel bubble. Yeah, I am not surprised in the least. Of course, they are going to have special privileges. Right? Yeah. So they've got this whole big staff. They're They've got armed guards and uh, the four of them, the sweet little family of four, just hanging out in this amazing mansion. Okay, must be rough. Oh, my Mm. gosh. I want a quarantine like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would just like to live like that, right? Well, yes. Yeah. But if I could only do it for two weeks, that would be enough. Yeah, sure. Why not? Especially in a beautiful place like Australia. Right? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Um, I do just love, you know, the I love the long lens camera that takes grainy pictures (laughs) of them just wandering around outside. I mean, you kind of wonder what they're doing. Like, do they just sort of walk around the grounds and go, we're rich? Yeah, and like we don't have to play by the same rules everyone else does, which I just, I absolutely love the just double standard of all of this. I was reading somewhere else on the internet about how the government, because I, when I first. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Saw this. It reminded me of, of course, Zac Efron um, mm-hmm. and specifically his brother. When his brother came to town to work on the, I think, the Netflix series that 
Zach was doing um, as part of the crew. He had to quarantine and right. he was in a hotel because they have quarantine hotels. But there was a lot of conversation at the time, as there has been, you know, over the last year and a half where people are like, OK, so there are actual Australians who can't get back into the country because they have this quota system and like these, you know, stringent rules on who can enter the country. And so even if you're able to get back in the country, you at least have to do the bare minimum of doing this quarantine. But then, you know, not only can people like George Clooney and it's not just him, but Julia Roberts and her people just arrive on a moment's notice, um, you know, to film for a major motion picture. Um, But then they get to do so not following the rules that everybody else does. And while I get it, like, because it's just the world we live in, it's just got to be extremely frustrating for the average Australian who's like, I would like to just go home and see my family. Right. I haven't been able to do that for a year and a half. And it's just, you know, I mean, I get it, but also it's just got to be frustrating. Well, then I have so many dumb logistical questions. Like if you are a person who's in the United States and you're from Australia and you can't get back in because of their yeah laws, mm-hmm. but we also have laws about documentation like about visas and work visas Mm -hmm. and whatever like are we playing nice and like allowing those people to have what they need in order to wait out yeah i don't know Mm. i don't know that's a good question i know i just don't know i'm just curious about it but meanwhile 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 george and amal and she's holding on for dear life to her laptop. Yeah. But they're enjoying a sprawling estate. Yeah. They can't be bothered to stay at the Hojo like everybody else. Right. Which it's like, you know, because and I'm sure they do that thing that, you know, rich people often do or um, people of the George Clooney set, you know, like it's a security issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they do have armed a, guards outside. Like, I mean, oh. and it's summertime down there and it looks really nice. It does. And Don't you think that they could sunny. like put them in a penthouse in a hotel right in sydney and be fine and doordash their meals yeah and, yeah like i'd like be good with that us, too again right? again i mean that I would sounds be like a really that. nice vacation it does. To be yeah. staying yeah. In a exactly hotel and ordering doordash okay yeah. don't worry though julia roberts is on her way with her twins hazel and finney's oh look at that they have twins too and uh henry who's 13 i'm sure they'll be hanging out they're gonna just have a in the ball. same bubble that's unfortunate when we come back on the colleen and bradley show celebrities behaving badly we call them after this on my talk 1071 celebrities behaving badly we do love to tell you about them on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 they do it so often yeah colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and uh we have a name for these celebrities who behave so badly we call them d-bags Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Oh, okay. Follow this, all right? Um, Olivia Jade. Who's Olivia Jade? The daughter of Lori Laughlin. And Massimo Giannulli. Uh, and she is one of the children that the two uh, parents paid over half a million dollars to a college to try to get them in to USC, USC as rowers, um, which was part of the huge college admissions scandal, right? Well, Olivia, they did prison time for it, etc. Yeah. Olivia Jade, who is now on Dancing with the Stars, who was a well-known YouTuber who now has a podcast. All of this is very important. Okay. 
said on her podcast the following words. I'm so hesitant to talk about it, it being the college admissions scandal, because of the trauma. Uh, And then she went on to say she feels like she's walking on eggshells because she's afraid, oh gosh, if I say this or if it comes off kind of the wrong way, am I going to get canceled again? Do you hear that silence? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's my brain exploding. Right? So, again, what did I say just before this? Olivia Jade, who was known for her... Role in the college admission scandal. But also the YouTube channel she has. Yeah. Social the media. The fact that she's on Dancing with the Stars, currently has a podcast. Was this girl canceled? No. Okay, when you cancel something, it's gone. Yeah, but that's not like what it means anymore. Cancel just means like when I when somebody says something to me that I that they don't like me or something. You know, like I, the the term cancel is so vague and nefarious now that I don't think it like I don't know what it really means other than anytime someone criticizes someone, that's cancel culture. Okay, real quick. So we're not allowed to criticize people. Well, that's why she's so afraid wait, to talk. So criticism has been canceled. So this this goes back. Oh, this is so long. We don't have time. No, do it. <laughs> Give me the cliff notes. I'm yeah, here. Yeah, I'm here for it. We're here. Save time by a brief. No, it's just you know this is just your this is a game that is being played. This is a person who showed up, and then. Um, Something happened, and then we all had an opinion about it. And we had an opinion about it because this person was in the public, you know, had a public-facing career, right? Right. And then they they were like, then they spent all their time continuing in the public to tell us either why they were wrong or why they weren't wrong. Or, like, they're still facing the public and having a conversation with the public. Like, they're engaging the public and then outraged when the public is engaging with them, but not responding or reacting in a way that they would appreciate. Like, we're all supposed to just not have negative opinions or contrary opinions to Olivia Jade and or what she and or her family are doing. Mm -hmm. Like, anything that gets in the way of her clout chasing or click chasing or YouTube view chasing is just cancel culture. Right. Which is just such a, like, there are actual, like, it's a, there, ah! I know, that's, again, Bradley's brain exploded There are so many different Ah! facets to this conversation, and she is just making it worse, because now people are just going to write all of this cancel culture conversation off, and I'm like, no, there's actually some really interesting conversations we could have about what social media is doing to like, damage us and destroy us and, like, render our ability to communicate with one another, um, you know, obsolete. So, yes, but she, what she's saying, to your point is, what she's saying is, frankly, don't disagree with me. Right. Like, and if you disagree with me, it hurts me. Right. And I just don't even want to go there. And well, then why to, are you here? What I'm are we doing? to say anything oh. in case you disagree with me again. Yeah, and like it's hard to not sound like an old fuddy-duddy, you know, yelling at people to get off your lawn when you're like, can't you? Like, but at the same time, I blame like her parents, I blame society. Like, we have raised this generation of young people who are like who who like pathologize criticism. I like and specifically I'm talking about Olivia Jade. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about um anything 
other than this particular type of person who, you know, she created this very public identity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then people reacted to it. Mostly what they were reacting to, though, was the like system that allowed her to be a thing. That is her parents trying to give her an unfair advantage of the world, right? Oh, yeah. And then that reality clashed. And like that had to be. So it's like on the one hand, I'm angry with her. I know I'm dancing all over the place. But essentially what I'm saying is on the one hand, I blame her. But on the other hand, I can't blame her because I don't know how aware she is of what helped get her to this point that was beyond her control right like she was created by the system and then we can't ask her to not be affected by the system yeah like i'm not surprised she's totally unaware right 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 yeah but we're over here in aware town (laughs) and we can't shake that off yeah yeah it's like in blade runner oh this is a good reference does rick deckard know that he's a replica or is he a replicant yes is he i don't know what about the unicorns, aren't we man? All? I mean, aren't we just living in a simulation? Okay. I, I just want that you both to, to anything, know that but... that has gone completely over my head. Because <laughs> and most I have people never listening. seen Blade Runner. Thank you. Um, no, it's that's why it makes my head explode because it's like I don't even. I mean, you know, she's but but she's just going to continue to like do that thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the conversation we had about Chrissy Teigen. Like, if the, you got to ask yourself at some point if this was so hard for you. Why are you doing it? Right. Right. And then I I would imagine, I mean, honestly, I would imagine, like, what else is she going to do? Yeah. Like, be a nurse? Well, I mean, that's that's where she might want to call her mom. Work in accounts receivable somewhere? Because they kind of ruined that for her. It's so true. Mm. And I think, and, you know, when I talk about, like, this generation, I think it's specifically the generation of very privileged kids, of very wealthy celebrities who you know exist in this bubble and everybody thinks oh that's cute you know they're doing their own thing it's like oh oh it's teaching your children Mm -hmm. by the way your children colleen Mm -hmm. other people's children that don't have those resources oh yeah and don't have those privileges and don't have that money and it's gonna make them feel really insecure about themselves listen i want to be really clear about that because what you just said is so absolutely true um that you know she's a youtube celebrity youtube celebrities lead kids to believe that that type of that type of life is attainable and it is by such a fraction of people and the same goes for the tiktok celebrities and the same goes for the instagram models right like it because social media is something that everybody uses it's so ubiquitous it allows people without fully for- formed prefrontal cortices to believe that that is the future for them. Um, just to follow up, I read an article today in the New York Times and the headline is how social media turned prioritizing mental health into a trap. Online fame can be taxing for one new show. That's a clever excuse to pay even more attention to a famous family. And it's all about it's just it's a lot, but it's about all the things we just talked about. So if you want to go in depth on how mm. social media is just frying all our brains fun yay who's your demon oh mine is mine is so low stakes fun by low stakes i mean down there oh like yoni yeah so do you remember that story about the lady who put lit siggies in her uni who could forget that 
We talked about so, that, I think, on Friday. This had to do with a Fry. Re- <laughs> yeah, this had to do with a story about the Real Housewives of New York City, Sonia Morgan. Uh, <sighs> I, and apparently there was a moment where people were putting some lit ciggies somewhere that they shouldn't. And we were like, I don't even know why we're talking about this. I don't know why this is a thing, but it's part of a book. Well, I made page six my D-bag today for keeping this story alive. And literally the headline is, resurfaced video shows Sonia Morgan confirming cigarette claim. This is now a legitimate tabloid narrative. The Ah. ciggies down there is a thing. Mm -mm. And there's now resurfaced video. Thank God, not of the actual thing. Great. But apparently in March 2019, YouTube video has resurfaced showing Sonia Morgan and... Apparently, another reality star by the name of Josh Flagg from Million Dollar Listing LA talking about a night out when I guess it was Josh Flagg who put that thing down there. Oh, my God. For why? I I still have questions, but I don't know that I want answers. It literally just says the vlog sees Flagg catching up with close friend Morgan over cocktails on a visit to New York City and reminiscing about some of their escapades. Remember that one time after Townhouse Bar, I stuck a parliament <laughs> up a there? parliament? Yeah. Jeez. Not like a, a national legislative Thank you. body. Thank but you. The and not the, and not the funk band Brand. either. Thank yeah. you. Not George Clinton. Um, Morgan smiled and said, oh, God, we woke up the next day. There were so many cigarettes lying around. Well, thank God they were lying around and not like still I just like, still don't understand still why and uh, I why why thank you Julia we've now, been wondering the same thing again if you want to know more about all of this Heather Thompson made headlines when she claimed in a new tell-all book that Morgan allowed men to put ciggies down there Mm-mm. so this is a thing and I don't know if this story is going to continue past today but there's video evidence so hopefully this will put the story to rest so she can't deny it anymore no it, it's a thing it's so many ciggies if this if this crops up again, also these are adults. Like I yeah. can understand, like yeah. you know, you're college. Things happen. Mm-hmm. You wonder the next day why would was that a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, we have a picture of me uh, in a no, not like that. With like sleeping in a pizza. Um, how, you know, that work? how do you sleep in a pizza? You know, you just sort of get real cozy. I don't know. It was a moment. I don't have a lot of memories of it, but those are things the next day you look at and go, that was weird. Like, were you on the pizza? Yeah. Okay. Was there a box involved? Sure. Okay. Yep. There was a box. I'll find the picture for you guys. I'm sure Good. it'll make you love me more. All right. When we return... Seems like a waste of pizza, if you it ask was. me. It but... was. Trust me, and I probably paid for it in pennies. I mean, that's the worst part. I, like, it wasn't like I was rolling in dough. No pun intended. <laughs> Alrighty. Pizza dough. When we come back on the Colleen More and Bradley like show... More dough? We have an extra D-bag. And, double uh, down. We're going to double down after this on My Talk 1071. We really do need that rain, you know. Um, do we? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Do you know that Uni is also the name of a pizza oven? I think is it that's really? appropriate. Oh, that's interesting. That's what um Sophia calls her down there on the Golden Girls. 
Do you think maybe they named the pizza oven company named it after that on purpose? I mean, it's possible. I doubt it. But Anything is possible. Yeah. Um. Hey, look at this. We got an extra D bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who is your extra D bag? Please welcome back to the show, The Blast. What's the blast again? It's like this gossip website that usually is talking about sexy parts of women's bodies. Oh and yeah, how they, they're like showing them. I feel like they've been they've fallen down on the job lately. They totally have, but they there's a headline that I uh, picked on them for. Okay, and it has nothing to do with. Well, I don't know. I'll just read you the headline. Jojo Siwa has a new leading lady in her life. After, hold on. Scroll. Breakup. (laughs) Jojo Siwa has a new leading lady in her life after breakup. Okay, so we've been kind of talking about this because allegedly Jojo Siwa has broken up with her gal, Kylie Prue. The two of them met on a cruise ship a couple years ago um, and have been dating for like less than a year. Bury the lead. I didn't know she met her... On a cruise Girlfriend ship. on a cruise ship. Yeah, what cruise ship was she on? Oh, that's a great question, Bradley, that I don't know the answer to. I'll find it. Um, thank you. Get on that. <laughs> but they did. They met on a cruise. Um, anyway, so this story would have you believe that JoJo Siwa broke up with her girlfriend and for another lady. But then as you read the story, the other lady... Is her dance partner, yeah. who's not really her romantic no, interest. Of course not. It's Jenna Johnson, who, by the way, is married to Val Chmerkovsky. Yeah. So, like, it's just a dumb story. It's just a dumb repackaging clickbait of the same story that we've been seeing, which is that JoJo Siwa and Jenna Johnson have forged a really wonderful friendship and that they've been just really enjoying dancing together and dancing with the stars. They are a history-making couple on Dancing with the Stars because they are the first same-sex couple to compete (laughs) on Dancing with the Stars, which, oh, by the way, brings me to my second D-bag double down. Okay, so that's like a triple down or a... I guess, it's like a double-double down. (laughs) And that is Dancing with the Stars. Oh, no, what did Dancing with the Stars do? Not offer Cody Rigsby the opportunity to compete with the same-sex partner. So oh. this is the thing, and I and I, it's like I I want to give credit to Cody Rigsby because Cody Rigsby has been like nothing but gracious about this conversation. But the way the story goes is when they asked JoJo Siwa to be on Dancing with the Stars, they asked her, "Would you be more comfortable with a male partner or a female partner?" She had recently uh, come out and they offered her this opportunity and she said, I think I'd be more comfortable with a female partner. So they offered that opportunity to her and then now she is the first person to dance with a same-sex partner on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cody Rigsby is an out gay man and was never offered that. Yeah. And um, he was asked about it by Glad, um, and he said, when the conversation opportunity came up for Dancing with the Stars, I was just so excited to be on the show. I guess I didn't even think it was a possibility. So I didn't bring it up. Had I maybe had a moment to breathe and recognize an opportunity, I definitely would have asked. But the thing is, is that he, she, got, she was asked by them. Mm-hmm. 
He was not offered the same. And now he's the one, no pun intended, who's having to dance around this. Yeah, it seems, I mean, I don't know nothing, but it sounds like to me, a producer, you know, they were like, ooh, Jojo Siwa, we could like same-sex couple this, get some headlines. This will be the first time, pew, pew. Um, Let's do it. Uh, Also, I mean, if I were just going to be cynical, I would say it's a lot easier to present a same-sex couple that involves two females than it does two males. Uh, It might seem less threatening. Don't ask me why. It's a longer conversation than we probably have time for. But I just think um, it would have been, and this was a criticism, and I think I brought this up at some point uh, during this current season, and I don't remember why, but it's interesting. It was interesting to me that, you know, you've got these two women that are, quote, same-sex partners, but there's not anything particularly intimate about Mm -mm. their performances Mm -mm. where, like, a typical male-female couple as presented on Dancing with the Stars, with a few exceptions, like, right. you know, Shaka Khan's not going to be, you know, grinding up on whoever her partner, maybe she did, I don't know. But like, you know, some of the older contestants, they're probably not going to get real, like, True. They they don't sexy. get sexy. Like, they keep it but, appropriate. But the young ones do. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. With their opposite sex partners, and a lot of times they have all this, like, fake, sort of, like, ginned up, uh, intimate, or, you know, sexy stuff between them this chemistry right yep and i just think that's very threatening to people even though they can but so they can say look two women same sex uh couple dancing great but like two guys dancing together somewhat intimately is going to be a little more threatening for television Mm -hmm. and i just don't know sadly that the producers at Dancing with the Stars are ready for that, which, I mean, that's an indictment of the show, certainly. I mean, I think it's 20, like you're telling me, I I couldn't go on a show and dance with another guy without, you know, creeping people out or, you know, whatever the criticism would be or the pushback. But I think this story indicates that that perhaps was a part of the equation. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, that's why I made them my secondary triple (laughs) D-bag. Secondary triple D burn. Because because I just, I feel like somebody should have been thinking over at Dancing with the Stars, like, how is this going to play? Because in in, in one season, you have two people who are out and... One of them got the opportunity to make a choice about who they would dance with, and the other one didn't. And obviously, at some point, that's going to lead to questions, and you're going to have to have an answer. But it's not Dancing with the Stars that's giving the answer. Yeah, and again, Cody Rigsby, who's out there. Is that his name? Did I just make up his name? No, it is. It's Cody Rigsby. Yeah, who's out there being the face of this? Well, he's having to answer for it. Yeah, and and um, you know, I guess it's probably something that Glad, that is the gay and le- gay and lesbian alliance against defamation, brought to his attention. Mm-hmm. So that's perhaps why he's answering the question. But um, it is unfortunate that Dancing with the Stars didn't have a conversation about this or provide him with the same opportunity. Again, I am not surprised. I have no idea if that was the, the you know the, the rationale I just gave you is the reason, but. Certainly, they might owe people an explanation. I agree. Well, apparently, he says Val Schmerkowski is open to having a same-sex partner. Okay. So, good. maybe it'll Let's happen, it. but... I mean, it's 2021. 20, Come on! Seriously.
seriously. Oh, Woo! man, don't put the cart before the horse. Hey, when we come back, what's the best treat you can hand out to be the hero of Halloween? 651 641 